This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Massive floodwaters ravaged Yellowstone National Park and nearby communities on Monday, washing out roads and bridges, cutting off electricity, and forcing visitors to evacuate parts of the park as the summer tourist season begins. All entrances to Yellowstone were closed due to the deluge, while park officials ushered tourists out of the worst-hit areas. There were no immediate reports of injuries, though dozens of stranded campers had to be rescued by raft. Authorities say they will be assessing the potential loss of homes and structures in Stillwater County. The flooding cut off road access to Gardner near the confluence of the Yellowstone and Gardner River, just outside Yellowstone's busy north entrance. The Parks County Sheriff's Office has reopened the road to Gardner for local traffic and services only. The speed limit will be set at 35 miles per hour as crews are still working. The Yellowstone River at Corwin Springs crested at 13.88 feet on Monday, higher than the previous record of 11.5 feet set in 1918. That's according to the National Weather Service. Floodwaters inundated a street in Red Lodge. Montana National Guard say they evacuated 12 people who were stranded due to flooding in Roscoe and Cook City on Monday. Emergency responders in Stillwater County rescued 58 people from a campground and surrounding area after the severe flooding in the region. A trial date was set Tuesday for a Helena man accused of making threats to attack Helena High School. Police later found several weapons and explosives in his possession. 23-year-old Logan Pallister appeared in court for his arrangement before the special master John Bassino, who entered a not guilty plea on Pallister's behalf and set a trial date of October 31st. He will appear before the first judicial district court judge, Chris Abbott. Pallister appeared in court from the Lewis and Clark County Detention Center on a television screen via Zoom. The courtroom overlooks Broadway Street and the multiplex building where Pallister lived after police searched for explosives on May 31st. He faces six charges, including two felony counts of intimidation, felony possession of explosives, felony possession of a silencer, misdemeanor assault, and misdemeanor sexual assault. Earlier, his bond was set at $750,000. Pallister kept his answers to Special Master Bassino to mostly one-word replies, saying he understood the charges and received a copy of his rights. According to police, Pallister told witnesses he idolized and would reenact the April 20, 1999 Columbine High School shooting in Colorado, in which two teen gunmen killed 12 students and one teacher and then killed themselves. He allegedly talked of carrying out a mass shooting at Helena High. His arrest came a week after the teen gunman entered a school in Uvalde, Texas, and killed 19 children and two teachers. Academic testing for inmates at the prison in Shelby was shut down in April and has now been suspended indefinitely 
Pending results of an investigation into allegations, a test administrator helped inmates cheat to get their high school equivalency diplomas, according to records from the Office of Public Instruction. A private company, Core Civic, runs that state prison in Shelby. It's the Crossroads Correction Center. It houses 758 male inmates. The testing program, HiSET, allowed adults without a high school diploma to earn the equivalent of a high school diploma. According to OPI, quote, a former inmate at Crossroads claims he witnessed cheating and plagiarism, watched a test administrator change test answers to correct them, and numerous students be given essay questions in advance so that someone else could write the essays. Core Center says it will cooperate with the investigation. The number of inmates was not clear on Tuesday. Attorneys now have until July 30th to complete a list of potential plaintiffs for a possible class action suit against the University of Montana and the state's university system as a whole after a federal judge heard arguments Monday in a gender discrimination case. Chief Judge Brian Morris in Great Falls heard arguments on whether a case that alleges in part a good old boys mentality at UM should be a class action lawsuit as the plaintiffs want. Weighing a suggestion from the plaintiffs' counsel, Morris gave attorneys until the end of July to come up with a list of current or former employees who may have a discrimination claim before he decides whether to certify the lawsuit as a class action, or make the cases proceed individually. In addition to the four plaintiffs, one current faculty member and three former high-ranking employees, plaintiff's attorney Hillary Carl said there could be as many as 76 people with similar claims. Carl's argued that a culture of discrimination at UM connected each of the 76 individuals and justified a class action certification. The university system argues that because 72 of the possible plaintiffs haven't even been identified, the university system can't evaluate the claims and whether there's a common thread linking them. Furthermore, the university argues that Carl's and her clients have failed to meet any of the prerequisites in federal law for a case to be certified as a class action. In August, the plaintiffs filed the lawsuit alleging that a hostile educational environment and retaliatory culture against women, contrary to Title IX of the Education Amendments of 1972, prohibit discrimination based on sex. The women claim that U.M. President Seth Bodner, who took the helm at U.M. in 2018, allowed a retaliatory culture against females, among other claims. The lawsuit does not name the president as a defendant. It names only John Doe, defendants 1 through 50. U.M. spokesman Dave Kuntz said Monday that the university presented evidence to the court showing the accusations are not based in fact. The 31 men associated with a white nationalist group, Patriot Front, who were arrested in Coeur d'Alene Saturday, must appear before a Kootenai judge next week. Court records say the men are scheduled for arraignment July 18th. 
The men each face one misdemeanor charge of conspiracy to riot. They all posted $300 cash bails on Sunday. In Idaho, $300 is the standard bail for most misdemeanor offenses. No judge set that amount. Police found the group crammed into the back of a U-Haul truck after a tipster reportedly called 911 about a little army seen piling into the vehicle in a motel parking lot. The group was reportedly in possession of shields, at least one smoke grenade, and a seven-page operation plan. The men allegedly planned to incite violence amid the Pride celebration in City Park and along Sherman Avenue. The Kootenai County Sheriff's Office identified all 31 men over the weekend. Among them is Patriot Front's founder, 23-year-old Thomas Ryan Russo of Grapevine, Texas. The men were masked and dressed similarly in blue shirts, khaki pants, and hats bearing the logo Patriot Front, a white supremacy group that splintered off from a different neo-Nazi group after the deadly Unite the Right rally in 2017. The Patriot Front members came from 12 states. Just two are from Idaho, Genesee and Idaho Falls specifically. Three appear to have ties to Spokane. At arraignment, the men are expected to plead guilty or not guilty to the misdemeanor offense. If the defendants fail to appear in court for the misdemeanor citation, a judge may issue a bench warrant for their arrest. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. We also post our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana news. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.